Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast, a Canadian real estate podcast that shows you how to pay off your mortgage sooner and live well while doing it. Now, here's your host, Sean Cooper. Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. I'm Sean Cooper, and it's great to be back for another episode. On today's show, I'll be talking to Alfonso Salemi. Alfonso was born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. He learned the value of family and community while growing up. He was able to apply these same values when incorporating JAG properties, as well as use them for the foundation of every rent-to-own program. Alfonso started his first rent-to-own in 2014 and incorporated JAG properties the same year. Alfonso has been an essential partner in expanding JAG properties through many conferences and meetup groups. In my interview with Alfonso, we discuss what is rent-to-own and how does it work, the advantages and disadvantages of rent-to-own, and the importance of doing your own due diligence with rent-to-own. Without further ado, here's my interview with Alfonso Salemi. Hi, Alfonso. How are you doing today? Hey, very good, Sean. Very good. Great. Really excited to talk to you about Rent to Own. Yes, I'm very excited to be on your show and I'm really excited to chat about it. It's one of my my favorite topics definitely to talk about. So looking forward to sharing that with your audience today. Awesome. Well, let's get started then. Can you explain in your own words what Rent to Own is for any of the listeners who may not be familiar and how does it work exactly? Yeah, for sure. So Rent to Own or Lease Option, and there's a few other names, but those are the two most common, basically is a program for somebody that can't qualify for a mortgage. For one reason or another, they've gone to either their bank or to a mortgage broker and they can't qualify for, let's say, a conventional mortgage. That means either they're their down payment, their credit score, or their income didn't match or a combination of those things didn't match what the, let's call them the bank is looking for. That's where we step in at JAG Properties and we help that client to bridge that gap. Okay. So they can't qualify for the mortgage today, but we're going to try to help them get on that, that on that path so that they can qualify in, let's say most of the time, a three year period. Now, typically, you know, it could be two, it could be three, it could be four, even up to five years. But through the properties, through the projects that we've been associated with, the majority of the time, it's a three-year period, okay? Initially, we're going to need some down payment from the client that would apply to the program because they will need some down payment to qualify for a mortgage at the end. So we call that the initial option consideration at the beginning of the program. And typically, ten dollars to $12,000 is what works for that. The other thing is they have to have a stable income as well too. So they have to have a job. They have to have employment. That's how they're going to pay for the the, initially the the rent to own program, but then eventually their own mortgage at the end of the program. So we talked about that. Like the income, you have to have a job. Typically around the purchase prices that we're working in, you need income around, let's say 65 to $70,000. That's a total family income of that amount. Okay. And then there's the credit score. So I know you, Sean, as a mortgage broker, are very familiar with credit score. That's the, I like to call it like the, the Loch Ness monster or the, you know, the Bigfoot. And for those Canadians out West that are listening, the Ogo Pogo that I learned <laughs> out in Kelowna, BC is that the credit score and how it's made up. 
right? And that's what we really try to focus on throughout our program is work with those clients to help better understand it, utilize their credit properly, and essentially qualify for a mortgage. So with those three things throughout the program, that's how we help them to get to, to home ownership. Great. And that was wonderful. They explained how it works. I just had a couple more questions. So could you explain how the rent works? Because it's my understanding that when you're paying the rent as a tenant in the rent to own process, some of your money is going towards rent, but another portion is going towards building up your eventual down payment. Could you explain how that works? Absolutely. And we, we talked about the initial option consideration. So that's what let's call that their deposit slash down payment that they have today. At the end, we're trying to get them to have a 10% down payment of their future purchase price, which is predetermined. Okay, so let's just use a fictional number of $400,000. Okay, so that's going to be the future purchase price that they buy at. Okay, so they're going to need $40,000 at the end of their program. If they have 20 today, okay, that's their initial option consideration that we talked about. That means that they need to save up another 20 over the period of the program. So that portion, let's call that roughly 550 or so dollars, that portion of their rent is their down payment savings. They call it the forced down payment savings to get them to that 40,000 mark. And then the rent well, you know, like anybody can jump on a mortgage calculator and you go and, and buy a house at a certain price, you're going to have to have certain covering costs, you know, the principal, the interest and, and taxes and insurance, right? So that those two numbers combined is how their monthly rent works, building up the down payment. Great. Thanks for explaining that. And my second question was, who is it ideal for rent to own? Some people that have issues qualifying for mortgages are self-employed individuals, which more and more Canadians are becoming with each passing year, as well as people that might have credit issues that perhaps filed for bankruptcy or consumer proposal. So would rent to own work for those categories of individuals there? Absolutely. And I could kind of click on, you know, what is that option D, all of the above and, and a few more as well, too, that I'll talk about is, yeah, that their credit score has been impacted or negatively in the last little while, right? If that's high amount of credit card debt, or let's say school debt, or, you know, not paying your payments on time, all those types of things that negatively impact your credit score which again, I implore the people that are listening to this is to go and learn about their credit scores. What are the good things and the bad things you can do about that? But yeah, absolutely. We've worked with, with people that are self-employed and you know, there's hairdressers, bartenders, all types of different trades that they don't claim their income properly. They are actually making it and God bless them, they are, but they're not claiming it properly because they're scared of you know, the tax man, let's call it. There is rules that the Canadian country, country of Canada, the government, the banks, the lenders all work within. That if you're not claiming enough, then you're not going to get the mortgage. That's essentially the rules that they've made. And, and if I was the banks, I would like to have some proof too. If people are paying me back, I'd like to see that they are actually making that, right? Because you wouldn't lend out money to somebody that doesn't have a clear path and understanding of how they're going to pay it back, would you? No, definitely not. I mean, it, I wish that perhaps people, you could take them for their word, but even be a landlord myself, you definitely have to do your due diligence. And this is a large sum of money. So it's totally understandable that lenders want to see proof that you're actually making a, a decent amount of money to be able to pay the mortgage. We're not accountants by any means, but we actually help people that you know claim their true income of what they're making so that they can qualify. And that's one of those 
three things, right? The income, the down payment, and the credit score. Those three things are, are so important. But yeah, we've worked with many clients that have had bankruptcies in the past or just through the consumer proposal process. Or again, some people that have no credit new to the country. There's, there's many reasons why they don't qualify. And typically we try to work now. Don't get me wrong. If, if we have all three clients, these are, this is, this program's not for somebody that doesn't, you know, that has terrible credit score. There's no deposit and they don't have a job. Well, I, I wish I really could help you, but even rent to own can't help you at that point there. You have to start working on all of those three things and, you know, work at them one at a time, but then eventually you can qualify for the rent to own and then eventually own your house. But yeah, it's many situations, whether their, their income, they need to save up for a down payment. The bank needs 10%. Again, back to the self-employed, right? The bank need 10% from those clients. If you're going and look at average purchase prices in the GTA, you know, of three and four and five hundred thousand dollars and even higher, you know, ten percent of five hundred thousand dollar property, it's fifty thousand bucks, right? That's not chump change, right? You have to have that saved up. So we work with clients that have less than that, but still more than our minimum so that they can get on that track and at least, you know, be in their own home. Great. Well, thanks for explaining the rent to own program in such a clear and concise way. So it seems that there's some confusion out there in terms of the rent to own program when an individual is participating in it. Are they considered a tenant and are they protected under the landlord tenant board? Because yes, some people seem to think that they're not. So could you shed some light on that, Alfonso? Yeah, absolutely. With all of our clients, with all of our tenant buyers, we sign a lease agreement, a tenant lease agreement for the property. So yes, you know, in all intents and purposes, they are tenants of the home. But again, they've just given a significant deposit as well to their homes. And they've actually chosen the home. We don't inventory rooms. That's a key thing as well too, is the approach that we take is a client first approach. So these clients, you know, through professionals or through various sources of marketing, find us and then we qualify them and they go and get to choose the home. So they are tenants of the home that they chose, not one that's just up for rent and available. I know we both live in our rental properties and that's the one that we rent. We, we, we don't find tenants to go and choose their rental properties. We, we have the clients go and choose that house. So yes, they are renting the house that they choose, but they have a stake. They're going to be a homeowner. They know what they're going to purchase the house for in three years. They've chosen the area that they want to live in. So I do like to think that they have more of a vested stake or a sense of ownership to the property. Now, before we buy the property that they choose, we want to make sure it's in good repair. We always do a home inspection. 100% of the time, there's always a home inspection by a certified home inspector to look at the common things that can go wrong or issues in, in any home, any even brand new home, brand new built, uh, and, and really take the time to educate, especially if the clients never owned a home before. I know before I moved out of my parents' house, I didn't know too many things about operating a house. It just kind of happened. My dad or, or grandfather would, would just take care of it. But then as I owned my own home, I was like, oh, wait, all these different things. I need to change the furnace. I need to turn off on, on water. Those type of things were the electrical panel is if something pops. So that's what we use like as an educational piece for our clients to learn about the house. And basically, we look at it and say, well, is there, you know, nothing, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future, but we can kind of determine if it, there's a likeliness to it, if that makes sense. So we, we, we have the client go through the house and take a look at, you know, what major things would have to be done, if anything. But again, they're choosing this house and, and they have a stake and an ownership in it. So they're going to, you know, hopefully pick the best that they can at the, at the budget that we set. So I guess that's a long winded answer. But yes, they are. They are considered tenants, but we like to look at it from a, from a different a partnership standpoint because they're choosing the home. We're buying it for them. 
and, and helping them with through our credit team to, to qualify for their mortgage. So yes, technically they are tenants, but they are, I call them homeowners in training. Great. And thanks for clarifying that. And that's certainly a great point that you raise. Speaking from personal experience, in terms of the home inspection, I would highly recommend anybody to attend the home inspection in person and be there with the inspector because if you're a first-time home buyer even if you're not it's a great opportunity to learn where for example the shutoff valve is for the water or learn a bit about the electrical panel just basically learn the ins and outs of your properties so highly recommend that you attend it because i certainly wouldn't have been as knowledgeable about my property if I hadn't have attended it and it was only an hour out of my day. So I'm so glad that I attended it. Great points that you raised. So following up on that, I'd just like to know in terms of costs for the rent to own program, because when you're purchasing a property and getting a mortgage, there may be things such as home inspection fees, as well as an appraisal costs with the lenders. So what are some of the costs that somebody participating in rent to own can expect to have to cover? Yep, that's a, that's a great question. So that's what we, we get that a lot as well too. You know, are there additional fees and and what's what, what's included? But yeah, so we did talk about the home inspection, and we do ask the client to pay for the home inspection. The reason that we do that is if we do find something wrong, and then we go on to the next property and the next property and the next property, and there's many of them. Well, they're choosing the houses, right? We, so it kind of gives them a little bit of incentive to choose a house when they're walking through it at first, that is a likeliness that there aren't as many issues, right? So they do pay for the home inspection initially up front, but throughout our program for the purchasing of the home, essentially JAG properties, we're purchasing the home. So we are responsible for all the costs associated, land transfer tax, closing, all those types of things. And once we get to the point of selling back to the client, that's when they have to pay those fees, the land transfer, because that's when they, they are actual owners and buying the house. So those fees come... I guess at the end, but those are incorporated into the down payment savings as well. Because the lender does look at that as well too. Do you have the down payment plus, you know, what is that one or 2%, let's call it, for closing costs at the end with, with land transfer tax. But throughout the program, there are no fees associated. We actually include our credit coaching and our mortgage team that works with our clients throughout the program, as well as our operations manager, Cheryl, who does money mindset coaching with our clients as well too, to get them on. So that's included in the program of the rent to own. But on a monthly basis, the cost that they clients have to pay is what we talked about, their monthly option consideration. So that goes to their down payment savings. And then whatever that rent number is that's on the lease agreement. And then utilities, like the utilities that they use, the electricity, the hydro, the water, all those things as well too. And that's like anything, right? If you're going to be a homeowner, you have to pay for those expenses, right? So that's why that homeownership and training mentality is basically built into the program. I like that term, home ownership and training. That's a good phrase. Yes, yes. We're going to coin that or copyright that with JAG Properties. And that's what I, I really, that's what I looked at it because I would call my dad all the time when I first moved out of the house and was living in my own place for any help and assistance. And he, it was just more of the, the property itself. But we have kind of both where if there's issues or problems with the property, you can call us for help and advice, but also the credit piece. So that training program, yeah, the JAG Properties Home Ownership and Training. You heard it here first. <laughs> I like that. Well, let me play devil's advocate for a moment. So why would somebody decide to participate in rent to own instead of simply saving up the down payment themselves? Well, I actually encourage that. If you have the discipline and you are able and willing to do that, by all means, all the power to you. Here's a little quick tip to do that. 
set up a separate bank account at whatever branch or whatever bank that you, you currently bank at, make an automatic payment, whatever that is every month, one or two or three or 500 bucks, whatever you can afford every month and put that into a separate account and save that for yourself. I do encourage that, that if they have the discipline to go and do that and save up themselves, awesomely do it. You don't need us. You don't need a rent to own. Where it would be better to do the rent to own instead of the down payment savings themselves is a little bit outside of that is the credit coaching. If your credit is not the best, and then you need to improve it over a short period of time. Well, that's when our team can help out as well too. So I know we were talking specifically about the down payment, but yeah, if you have the discipline, go out and do that. I don't know how easy that is for anybody to go out and do that. That's, that's a, obviously a very personal thing for each person. The other part, the advantage, I guess I could talk about of doing the rent to own of just the down payment piece is that what we've seen in, I guess, let's call it specifically the GTA or Ontario is what the purchase prices have been doing the last few years, right? They have been increasing. Nobody has a crystal ball. I don't think real estate is just going to just all of a sudden go on sale and just be like half off everything. So I do think it will keep increasing. That's another added benefit of the rent-to-own program as well too, is that you know what you're going to purchase your house for. You know what, what mortgage, more or less, that you're going to qualify for what type of down payment, what type of income you need to show and what your credit score is. And it almost puts like a, a freeze on the, the point of they know what they're going to qualify for. You know what you're going to qualify for at the end. So you can continue to save up for that down payment because you're going to go and buy a $400,000 house. But then how long does that take you? Whether it's a year or two, less than that. I know, Sean, like you're a super saver. So that might take you like, I don't know, like a month. <laughs> I'm not sure. But again, whatever that time period is, when you're going to go and actually purchase that house, what's the actual price now? Is it still 400? Has it increased to 430, 450, right? And it's not predictable. I, no one knows that, right? But in the rent to own program, you can predict what you need to have as a down payment. Anything above and beyond that, whew, that's just gravy, right? Now that's great. And you've mentioned several benefits and advantages of the rent to own program, but could you talk about some other advantages and why you think rent to own should be a consideration for individuals that fit the program? Absolutely. And you know what, and I'll, I'll answer you in a question form. So the tenants in, in your rental, if they wanted to decide to, to change the kitchen and put in new cabinets and all that kind of stuff, right? I guess you would be happy, but are they quote unquote, like allowed to? Well, I guess they could go ahead and, and, and do it, but I wouldn't be so happy if they do major renovations to my house. And I think I'd notice people coming into my house to work on it, but yeah, they're technically not allowed to do something like that. That's right. So that, that's another advantage for the rent to own client or the tenant buyer that's in the house is that they can, you know, obviously anything within reason, but it's their home. Like we want that mentality that it's their home, that they're taking care of it. They're going to, you know, the improvements of it. We've seen clients that have, you know, rented their basement that have finished washrooms, basements, kitchens, all types of stuff, building garages. I don't know. There's like, I think at least six or seven of our clients have built garages. I don't know what it is with the garages, but wow. it's their, again, it's their ownership. They're going to own this house. They are on the path of owning this house. They're going to buy it. So that's the advantage is that they can do those rentals or if they're handy themselves, right? They can do those things and add value so that when they actually do buy the house back at the end, they're actually building equity into the home as well too. And above and beyond with the price that we're going to sell back to them, if it's more improved, that's more money in their pocket at the end of the program. For a quick example, a recent property that we just sold back to a client in London, Ontario, the gentleman 
did extensive renovations. Like he had friends that were trades. He was familiar with stuff. And, and anytime that there's like electrical or carpentry, we do recommend and actually require that, you know, to a licensed tradesperson doing that. Like we don't want Uncle Sparky messing with the electrical, right? We don't want anything to happen in that sense. But anyway, he did a fantastic job of, of renewing this property, updating it. And he bought back at a certain price. And essentially, the when we actually did the appraisal, or he, I guess at this point, did the appraisal for his mortgage, he had about $120,000 of added equity into his house. Wow, that's so, amazing. Yeah. So if that's not an advantage of doing the rent to own for the client that you can't qualify today, and then you know at the end, I'm not promising that to everybody, obviously not. But still, like that's a great scenario where $120,000 of equity, that is so much power. And he understands what to do with it now after three years of going through and understanding what his finances and credit means, right? So that's, I think, you know, uh, for advantages, there's a, there's a whole list of them, but that for sure is the, the credit education part as well too. I, I don't know, we're, we're probably around the same age going through school. They didn't have a class on, you know, credit score or how to balance a checkbook or, you know, assets and, and liabilities and all that type of stuff, right? It was algebra was great, but you know, it didn't teach you how to qualify for a mortgage and what the important stuff is, right? So exactly. It's unfortunate the lack of financial literacy, but certainly it's great that there are professionals out there like ourselves that can objectively explain the benefits and the disadvantages so that somebody can make an educated decision. That's right. That's right. And that's what it is that that in, that education, that information that that's that power, right? So yeah, I think that's definitely lots, lots of advantages for sure. Great. Well, rent to own sounds wonderful for individuals that fit the program, but I don't want to just look at it with rose colored glasses. In terms of rent to own, could, perhaps you could talk about some of the disadvantages and how they can be mitigated, as well as I have read some stories in the media about rent to own when it doesn't go right and perhaps some people who have been scammed with rent to own so perhaps you could touch on all that and let our listeners know how they can avoid a bad situation when it comes to rent to own absolutely absolutely and you know what first i'll unpack that question a little bit some disadvantages from a client or tenant perspective is yeah you're paying more on a monthly basis if i were to rent out or if, if we were to rent out the exact same house that we're doing a rent to own, just the straight normal quote unquote normal rent would be lower than your quote unquote rent to own payment. But why is it lower? Because there's no doubt payment savings. You're never going to go own that house, right? So that's one disadvantage is that the, the payment is maybe higher, but again, you're getting credit for that payment at the end when you qualify for your mortgage, right? An incentive to qualify for your mortgage. I guess if you want to call it a disadvantage, but again, we talked about that, of we do, why we do the inspection ahead of time and, and try to you know look at whatever issues there are with the specific property. But any maintenance to the property is, is the client's responsibility as well too. Now, if you want to be a homeowner, is that a disadvantage or an advantage? You, you get to fix that the way that you want, not relying on a landlord, I guess, to, to, to fix it in their, their way. It's, it's your responsibility, right? In the same way that I own my house, if, if, uh, if the toilet leaks, I'm calling a plumber, I don't call a landlord. So that could be a disadvantage, but that comes with, that, with home ownership. That's just not about rent to own. So for the disadvantages and yeah, the, the negative stories or the, the things that you hear in the media about rent to own or other people talking about rent to own one, I think is just a lack of education and a lack of understanding of it. So that's why I want to personally thank you, Sean, for having me on your podcast and, and, and allowing that platform to, to explaining it to as many people as we can. That's, 
like feels like a life goal. Like I'm the guy like clapping his hands and screaming about rent to own. So because well, my pleasure, I'm happy to have you on to explain it to our listeners. Because yes, I've had so many questions about it over the years. For sure, for sure. And the negative stories do come about when, let's call it a rent-to-own provider or even a rent a person saying that they, they operate or they do, quote-unquote, do rent-to-owns. I love those people, but it, we're doing it, trying to do it in a professional way. We, we've reached just recently 100 rent-to-own projects that we've started. So we've That's closed amazing. Down. Yeah, and we've sold back to our tenant buyers 27 times so far, and those 73 are currently in operation. So they're in year one, two, three, or four uh, of that rental program. So oh, congratulations. Uh, we, thank you. So we've, thank you very much. And we've really tried to systematize that. And all those negative things that we hear is, is we try to combat that with a solution and with an actual a way about how to avoid that. So here's, the, here's one example of a quote unquote, somebody getting screwed by a rental own. Well, if you're a tenant buyer, okay, and you're going out to look for a home, and let's just say your income is, $70,000. Okay. Typically, most of the banks, lenders, you're going to use a multiple of four to five of that number. So you're the mortgage broker, Sean. Is that pretty bang, pretty close? Yes, that sounds accurate. Okay, perfect. So let's go on the low end and say four. Okay. So client is making $70,000. Multiply that by four. That's $280,000. Just for round numbers, let's say $300,000. That's what they should be looking at. Now, the client or the tenant buyer says, well, I want a $600,000 property. That's double of what they're actually will qualify for. So when the rent-to-own starts and says, yeah, no problem, you can get into this $600,000 house and your payments now are going to be $3,000 plus your down payment savings a month. Well, do the math. If you're making $60,000, $70,000 a year, you don't have that much after taxes, expenses, living, <laughs> like food, <laughs> that type of thing. You don't have that amount and that's where you don't qualify because now you've missed a rent payment or the rental own person that's operating this says, oh, you can't qualify now that the, the agreement is voided and now you can't qualify. I take that house back. Well, they're, they're setting you, you kind of, it, when it sounds too good to be true, it usually is, right? And that's where I, we try to educate our clients to say, well, this is why you need to go and look at a $300,000 property so that you can afford the payments every month and that you will be able to qualify for at the end of the program. That's an important part. Any person that says, hey, again, we go back to it's just on a handshake. Any person that says, oh, sure, yeah, don't worry, you're going to be able to qualify for that and doesn't have a clear path on how, that's when you know the shady stuff or the people that aren't doing it properly, that's when those negative stories. And they are negative stories for sure. They are for a reason. They're there. But that's typically what we've seen. The second part, which I'm really passionate about, and, and we're growing that part of our business, is the education piece for our clients. At least once a quarter, they are having a, a scheduled credit call with our mortgage team and credit specialists that are helping them strictly to how they're going to get on the path to qualify for the mortgage. What we've been recently doing now for the last half year or so, six months, is we've brought on we've brought on an operations manager, and she has an amazing background of just the mindset around money. So basically, she's going to be working with our clients on a monthly basis on how to budget properly, where your money is going, what are you spending it on, how are you using it, how can you save more, what can you do with that money to grow it as well as save it. So that's a piece that we've added on that we're really proud of because, again, we weren't taught that in school and people don't and people get, for some reason, nervous or scared when they're talking about money. It's such like a personal, oh, no, I don't want to talk about money because it sounds like I'm arrogant or something. 
Well, if you don't ask that question, you're not educated, you don't know. And I don't think the major banks at, at this point are doing a good job of educating people of doing that either. It's it's really relied on ourselves to go get that education. And with the internet, there's so much information and knowledge out there, but it's not personalized or tailored to an individual. It's just very generic information that you can get. And we're looking at it from a really a one-on-one individual standpoint that helps along as well too. So definitely do the due diligence on the people that you're working with from a tenant perspective, because we're doing the same. We are doing our due diligence on any person that we're working with from a tenant perspective. It's just good business, right? So for, I guess, the business of your own personal life, you should do due diligence that you're working with the people that you're working with. We recommend, we have our clients sign an agreement that says, look, you've, you've brought this to either a lawyer or you're comfortable with it. Take the time. We don't pressure anybody into doing a rent to own. We want them to understand the benefits and the negatives about it, that they are going to have to be responsible for the, the, the maintenance of their property, but they also are going to have to be responsible for the maintenance of getting their credit back on track too, right? It's that motivation. It's that whole ownership and training. Well, if you're training, let's say for a marathon, in six months and you run and you practice twice, don't think you're going to be that prepared for it. But if you're training, you know, let's say every other day for that marathon, you're going to be in great shape at the end and you're going to run that and who knows, win the race. But at the end of the day, you're going to get to that finish line of, of getting that mortgage. So a lot of it does come back on the client as well too, to that they're training to do that. Yeah, the negative stories are going to be out there. I'm sure you could Google negative stories just about anything like uh, Disney. You know, somebody had a bad time on Disney and it's the happiest place on earth, right? But it really comes down to due diligence and the trust between who you're working with and the clients and really, like you said, taking off the rose-colored glasses. And if it does sound too good to be true, it it more than likely is. And I'm an optimist by all means, but really, really do your homework on on who you're working with and, and have a clear path of what if and what if and what if and get those questions answered. And the people that don't want to answer those questions, be careful. <laughs> we, we love answering those questions because we've seen that. Like I said, with, with uh, 100 and now more that we're doing, we've been there. We've seen different scenarios of all different types of people and we really want to help them qualify and get them on the path the home ownership. Well, that's some great advice. So thanks again for sharing that with our listeners. And yes, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. Before I let you go, is there anything of interest that you're working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. If you haven't been on our website yet, check it out. As of beginning of this year, kind of relaunched our, our website and put some some videos and some education pieces on there. So it's www.jagproperties.com. That's J-A-A-G properties.com. Yeah, definitely get on the website, check us out. If you have questions, reach out. We want to talk about this more and more. There's a great video on there that explains the program. And yeah, after listening to this podcast and watching that video, give me a call. Love to talk more about uh, how we can get them on the path to home ownership as, as we continue. And, and it kind of slipped out. You might have heard it, but I said a thousand. That is the goal. We don't know when yet, but we're at a hundred, so we got to get to a thousand. So yeah, join us on that journey. And, and Sean, again, thank you so much for, for having me a guest on this podcast. I truly appreciate it and look forward to working together. As Alfonso mentioned in the podcast, if you're interested in learning more about Rent to Own, feel free to reach out to Alfonso directly and let him know you heard about his services from the Burn Your Mortgage podcast. You can get in touch with Alfonso by email at alfonso at jagproperties.com or by phone for a free no obligation consultation. And I've included links to his email address as well as a link to book a phone call with Alfonso in the show notes. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Burn Your Mortgage podcast. 
Besides being a podcast host, I'm also an independent mortgage broker. If you or anyone you know, family, friends, co-workers, or neighbors could ever use any unbiased mortgage advice or a second opinion, feel free to reach out. Email me at Sean, that's S-E-A-N, at burnyourmortgage.ca or call or text me at 647-867-3711 for a free mortgage consultation. Also, be sure to head on over to www.burnyourmortgage.ca and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. As a small token of my appreciation, you'll be able to download my ultimate mortgage checklist on choosing the perfect mortgage. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you with all your mortgage needs. Once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. Until next time, happy mortgage burnings.